Welcome to the Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I'm your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst, crypto YouTuber, and much, much more as well. <laughs> Today I'm joined by J Trades Crypto and Trend Expresso. Welcome, guys. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Good to be here. Excellent. So, Bitcoin today, starting to see signs of rejection at these current levels. Price action starting to turn back down in the midterm, short term. Is this a clear rejection off resistance? Are we about to revisit back into our previous levels of 19.5 and or 17.5? I think that's what we're going to be talking about today. The thing that I'm seeing right now is that... As we knew already, our macro charts are all still pointing down. The weekly showing, you know, signs of bouncing, but at the same time, uh, continuation could be just as likely. And or, you know, this may just turn out to be something that we're seeing out on the daily. Maybe we see three to four days of downside sideways shenanigans action. We really don't fall off a cliff. And we continue finding a support bounce from here. Um, it's definitely not <laughs> looking fantastic in those short terms, in the midterm to really do so. But I think we're just at a point of lower liquidity, low volume. Um, we're close to the end of the move here, pushing us into a, another new move. And really, like, there's, you know, we could be flipping back and forth for the next couple days as well instead of just dropping off we may hold up around 20,000 you know edging ourselves between 215 and 20,500 kind of thing like a thousand dollar range going uh yeah just finding sideways price action until we for sure completely turn up or down really yeah I feel like we're just running a course until we have a more correct answer just because so many different time frames are um, giving you different ideas and answers. Overall, right now, I mean, you know, again, daily, if it are if it was to reject off the zero line and reconfirm itself back down, meaning we need a red dot. I'm not sure if we have a potato signal to the upside. I believe we do. We need that to turn back down. Um, a reconfirmation off the zero line is probably going to push us to our wick lows and or lower for a final daily divergence. Yeah, that, that, that third wave down, right? BTC loves to do its threes. Exactly. Could be a third wave. It could be part of a larger third wave potentially as well. Yeah, there's a couple things that we could potentially see. The bullish case in this scenario would be to essentially almost reconfirm back down and hopefully triple confirm to the upside before we can do that or triple confirm right after we've reconfirmed back down obviously at the moment there's not really any sign for that happening it's more so saying that things are turning back down um there is some time frames that are giving me some hopium now that i'm seeing them uh the 12 hour the 8 hour are both I believe technically ranging still current yeah that would be correct so if we could maintain the range uh we could essentially hopefully work out some of this bearish momentum by just continuing sideways the sell pressure wouldn't come in all at the same time we could just kind of balance it out inevitably pushing us 
sideways for the next couple days to work out that bearish momentum. Curious on your thoughts, uh, Potato, if you think just based on, you know, like volume there, look at how low the volume was on the push up here um, on that eight hour there. It's like it's, (laughs) you know, it it just looks uh, like this most recent little rally we just did from 17 up to 21 or whatever there, you know. It just looks like all that was is a bunch of shorts closing and not not even really people longing. I wonder uh, I wonder what the ratio is there. How many people are actually buying right now um, compared to just people closing shorts? Yeah, you can look point. at the you can look at the funding rate, right? That gives you kind of an idea. Mm. That is correct. I mean, it is you know the funding rate is going to be specific to each exchange, but looking at some of the larger exchanges, you will be able to get an overall overview. Of that funding rate, yes. That's a good point, Trent. Yeah, let me go check on the... I always like the Crown stuff, because his sums up a whole bunch of exchanges. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let us know. Something that, something that concerns me a little bit, uh, Potato, looking at like the daily time frame, really is... I mean, it pretty much just looks like we just did a, a support, break support under, under support, right? Come back up and retest it as resistance. Like with with hidden bearish and regular bearish divergence to follow, right? So t- to me, it ju- it just looks like a continuation pattern. Um, it it makes me think maybe if we do break through it, that would give a little bit of jet fuel to maybe get back up to like you know twenty three yet again, maybe twenty five ish before coming down more. But I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, I would. Um, in my opinion, if we at this point, if we were to turn up in a very quick fashion, yeah, I, I really don't think we'd make it too far before we were to get rejected again. There may be some sort of last last uh, ditch effort to push us up into that twenty five, possibly to twenty eight k. Yeah, I'm seeing twenty eight ish as well too. Yeah, like twenty eight six maybe. Because if we could just get close enough to that, right, we would have our retest and rejection off of the. The 30k major level, uh, what was support and our resistance, you know, we we really don't need to touch it for you know exactly on the dot, but just something up into that region to say no, it's not time yet. You know, we're clearly rejecting. We've we've completely maxed out our oscillators in the time that we've pushed up only this much percent, and then more than likely, much more downside would be to come from that potentially pushing us. As we've talked about in previous podcasts, you know, maybe as low as, oh, goodness gracious, 15,000, 12,000, 10,000. We'd obviously have to, you know, go with the flow, see where we end up. But there's, uh, you know, there's not really a lot of support until we start touching that ten to $13,000 level in between below 20 and and 13. So, but it, it's going to take a very clear volume push below 20 with force i think to keep us below 20 because obviously right now 20 is acting as essentially our life jacket um which is keeping us floating at the top of the water and every time we get ripped below the storm starts to get a little crazier you know it's not it's not able to do its job so if we if we were to confirm a daily below 20 uh, at this point closing I would say that the likelihood of us just extending this move towards 12,000 is very possible. Uh, The bullish momentum and everything in the TC has been invalidated. The fact that the daily is looking at uh, rejecting off the zero line, um, as you guys know, that's a very strong indicator for me. 
um, that momentum shift is happening. So as far as uh, positions and where you should be right now, um, I would still have potentially a starting long entry, but it, as long as you've had it reduced, it's only maybe a 1%. Maybe you still have your starting short entries and or your short swing because daily has not TC'd back up yet for sure. Uh, yeah, I feel more inclined to uh, to a short at the moment than a long, but also knowing that you know we're still in a technical con, uh, consolidation things could just flip-flop back and forth between the next couple of days. It may not actually amount to anything rejecting off the zero line because we've had so much bearish action already up until this point for the last three months. We could be a lot closer to the end of this than we really, really think. Uh, yeah, sorry, did you find the uh, the information you were looking for? Yeah, so the funding rate is right now on uh, on the Crown trading application. It's, it's showing zero. I, I don't know the exact... Um, exchanges that they're using to log this data, but it's pretty much. I mean, if you use, you know, I, I, my threshold would be like what a, a hundredth of a percent, like point zero one. You know, would like would actually be something. Um, it's been under point zero one in both directions since December last year. I mean, it, this is looking incredibly consistent. Almost all of all of the funding rates seem to be in the thousandths uh, of a percent in either direction um as far as the actual uh leverage ratio that's that's basically at an all-time high uh it's reading on here at as 0.25 it's giving it as a percent but i don't know if it's actually a percent like that um because the the open interest that you have in in derivatives is it far outweighs what you have in spot the fear and greed way, way, way down there. Twelve read. I mean, it's it's been below. It, it got up to about fifty on the forty eight k rally, but aside from that, it's been below twenty or well, below thirty since pretty much the December dump. Another thing interesting here is that open interest is down. The the in November that was the peak of the sixty nine thousand, and it was about fifteen billion in open interest. Oh wait, no, sixteen and a half billion in open interest. Now it's down to under half of that. It's seven and a half billion today. I think that's really constructive for for starting to think about a bottom um and then as far as like the more shorter term funding rates or short ratio uh for most of the first half of june uh shorts were the the primary at least on binance i can see it on binance uh shorts were the primary uh go-to then longs only on the 13th 14th of june and the 18th of june all the other times it's been it's been more shorts than uh than longs and right now it's still the same but it's it, this this kind of goes into that nearly even thing because um for example today it's 49.92 percent long 50.08 percent short i mean that's hardly more shorts but it is technically more right right and, and most of these are within a per, like one percent you know I, i'm only seeing the biggest uh divergence or whatever difference was on june 11th when it was 48 percent long 52 percent short i don't know to me that doesn't really sound like there's a whole lot of uh it doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot of uh range there people are really i think betting both sides pretty equally and i know that for every for every long you have to have a short right the, the exchange has to supply the liquidity on the other side but my understanding here is that this is for percentage of of people opening those up against the uh exchange liquidity or whatever so um, they're usually those sorry those ratios come from being on the book right not filled orders essentially so if you have 60 40 long short 
that means that there's 60% um, of the orders in total are like waiting too long right now. Mm. 40% are waiting to short or have limit orders set to short, right? Because for every short position that you open, someone has to long against that. You know, it's always a one-to-one. You can't just open it. Even when you mark it in, right, you're buying someone else's uh, opposite contract. Gotcha. I, I thought it was uh, the, I, I thought basically the opposite contracts you were buying, I just assumed it was the exchange supplying the other side and that the numbers they were giving were the filled orders. I didn't think it was the actual order book. Right. Um, yeah. When that was first explained to me, I was like, wow, that makes a lot more sense. Hmm. How about funding rate? Funding rate is uh, the determination, right? Which side has uh, is what more heavily weighted on the order book, or is it actually filled orders? See, and that's a good question too, because again, right, like it it should always be a one to one. So when they have negative funding rate, you know, they're essentially saying that there's there's more short orders. I would imagine it goes off of when they were filled. So if you Filled short orders near the top of 48k and you still have those orders you know lots of people still have those orders the potential you know the funding rate would stay negative i would imagine if those orders are so far into profit kind of thing so that those shorts are always paying the fee because they're in the most profit gotcha, gotcha. but that's just my personal opinion i'm not a hundred percent on that if the answer is correct so don't don't quote me on it this is not financial advice, but nor is it educational advice because we're only half certain of it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm kidding. I, people, the other thing is exchanges can report different numbers, right? So, um, I mean, this is something we've seen with the bot is that depending on how a DEX reports their slippage, some DEXs include liquidity provider fee in their slippage, others don't. There's no, you know, you, you would say, okay, here's the definition of slippage, but I'm telling you out in the wild that not everybody adheres to the same definition. How, how are traditional market markets looking today? They're looking just kind of sideways, yeah? They're really not bad. Yeah, we're down about 0.2% on the S&P, about the same on, well, the NASDAQ is actually about uh, 0.7%, starting to pick up now a bit. But we haven't gone back below 12,000 points um, at this point in time. Now, the daily did have a bullish cross uh, of the MACD over three, four days ago. And I mean, the four hour looks more such like a cup and a handle. You know, potentially we're looking at a higher low converging wave for our divergence. And we, we, we technically already have a converging wave. Um, we could be just potentially looking for a second one. So, I mean, a higher low at any point. We may, you know, there is a gap as well. I'm seeing on the NASDAQ right now in that four hour, going back to the 10th of the month, we could be potentially looking to fill that. So pushing us down towards 11,700, filling that gap, that would give us a nice higher low, perfect converging wave, a handle for our cup and handle. And that might just be what we need to uh, break us through this level. Because we've technically, we've broken through the floor of 12,000 points here on the NASDAQ. Uh, the What was... The support level now, you know, what now resistance has been poked through. If you're looking at the floor back from the 25th of last month, going back to the 12th of last month, we essentially we built out the floor at like 11,850. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But volume is turning back down. 
a couple other indicators are starting to shift in that four hour. So there's probably definitely continuation down over the next day or so, maybe maybe two, three days at most, I would say. If this is just going to play out on a four hour basis and the daily is going to pick itself back up because it is still technically bullish as far as the daily goes on the Nasdaq and uh, S&P. But that could all shift if we, you know, we spend too much time pushing down in the shorter terms. Um, just seeing what Bitcoin's starting to see right with early uh, signs of daily rejection. I think something I'm going to be really looking forward to is the first two weeks of July, uh, as far as it relates to traditional markets, because you're going to have the CPI data uh, get released. You're going to have new inflation statistics. Uh, you're also going to have a whole bunch of um, uh, earnings reports from all kinds of top 500 companies, right? Right. Uh, and I think it, I think that a lot I, the mood of the market I think is going to matter. It's going to move on that uh, a decent amount. I think if if things look bearish, I, I'd imagine maybe there's a little bit of a move down. You know, three to five percent or something. Yeah, uh, how little is that, right? Um, for traditional markets, at least. But I think if things start to look not so bad, especially if the uh, like the the GDP or whatever you call it, the the growth for this quarter was not negative. Because I think this, if it's negative this quarter, I'm pretty sure that that would be two consecutive quarters negative growth, which would be the definition of a recession. But if it comes back at even positive 0.5 or positive 0.3, I really wonder if we wouldn't see the, the markets at least go sideways, uh, if not pick up a little bit. You know, people thinking, oh, you know, maybe we're like kind of skirting around this. Um, and this relates to Bitcoin, of course, because I think in a, a big trend we've seen over the last five years or so is Bitcoin become more and more coupled to the stock market. At least that's kind of something that I, I think I see on the on the bigger charts is when the stock market has a downturn, Bitcoin has a downturn. When the stock market is bullish, then it gives Bitcoin breathing room to appreciate in, in value compared to the dollar. Um, so I think it's just going to be very interesting the next uh, the next two weeks. Yeah, I think so too. I definitely think so too. Traditional market, the six month, it closes on Thursday, right? I believe so, yeah. So, I mean, usually when that sort of thing happens, you have that extra, you know, the Friday and the weekend. The It, it, it essentially opens us up to what, you know, people would say, quote unquote, manipulation. Mm -hmm. um, we may see some sort of dramatic drop off at the end of this, you know, quarter month on Thursday. And then by the uh, Monday of next week, we, you know, we could be just starting to take off again. But, you know, it gives us a whole day and a weekend, especially for crypto, to kind of speculate what's going to happen if the stock market does kind of fall off pretty dramatically over the course of this week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see because, like, right, this is a very important close for us, the quarterly, the monthly, all that jazz. For sure. Um, Jay, did you want to go into a little bit of depth about your chart that you posted just uh, like 10 minutes ago with your Blu-ray monthly. I see that, obviously. Yeah, so I've just been zooming out on bigger time frames um, because, well, I mean, it's always a good thing, right? <laughs> the one-minute time frame is fun, but really to get grand, grand scale and picture, right? So I think with the markets in particular, and this is just my two cents, who knows if I'm really right about this, but it's my, my feeling, right? is that the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ and whatnot 
I'm under the assumption people look at those on higher time frames than people look at cryptocurrencies, right? Because they're not as volatile, typically, right? So people like to look at cryptos on lower time frames. A daily almost seems high to most people, which is kind of funny. Um, so I've been looking at the stock markets really on the weekly and monthly and also the quarterly just to get a general idea. And so far, it's been paying off, like looking at the monthly previously. And so far, it's it's, you know, it sucks paying off. You know, the markets are going to shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, if, if you just take the monthly Bitcoin chart, then instead uh, and you kind of relate it with the stock market and the Nasdaq and whatnot, they're they're. The stock markets are really uh, running lows. Like they're they're trying previous lows that Bitcoin held as support on the during the bull market previously a few years ago, right? And now they're coming back and retesting those same lows. So it's really interesting to watch them to see if they break below those lows. Because um, if they do, then that's just typical bear market, right? Break the support, retest it as resistance, and then continue. Um, and that's why with Bitcoin, I've been watching this monthly as well too. And I'm not sure exactly what month it is that I pulled it from, but I think it's like, uh, what is that, September? Uh, maybe that's October's candle, uh, where the bottom is at 17,600. And I mean, if you just take that wick from there, and it's literally exactly where we bottomed on Bitcoin, the exact same, like it's perfect. So, okay, if, if I'm trying to figure out where our next lows are, right? Because if we're going to continue to break lows or not, where's the next low? That's what's kind of scary about it all. <laughs> it's because if we do end up closing a monthly, which is a little over three days away, um, which I'd be curious if the bears are going to try and push this just to do it. Uh, but if we close a monthly below like 17.5, really, uh, then okay, where's the next low? You know, and that leads us all the way down to about, you know, 10,000 or so. You know, unless we hold the tops previous resistances as supports, you know, we'll have bounces along the way, of course. But it's just if we have bearish market structure going on, which we clearly do, where's the next lows? Because that would be the target. Right. For and exactly. That would start below 17 at about 13 all the way down towards 10. Yeah, I agree. I said the same thing, you know, like 20K is acting as essentially a life jacket right now. We're in the middle of the ocean. The waves continue. The storm continues to get worse. <laughs> It, you know, we got a sunny day here and there, and then things just continue to be bad. You're right. Uh, Commander's bringing up a really good point. Like, we really haven't seen an engulfing candle like this on the six-month chart since, really, like, 2000 and or 1978, 1929. You know, it's not uh, not good stuff and things. I do think I do want to put this out there as well. Uh, the idea that in the year 2000 or in the 70s or, or any of it, you didn't have nearly the the retail access to the stock market that you do now, right? Right now, you can open up a Robinhood account, which you know you can open up a TD Ameritrade account, Merrill Lynch, whatever, and you can get access pretty quickly. Um, I mean, I, I would say it, it's quite easy within like three days to get to get access into the stock market. Whereas, and and then you can execute your own trades, right? Whereas back then you all, you had to go through. My understanding is you had to go through a broker. That's basically how Bloomberg got so big is because he it, it made the first computer system that could act as a broker. And I think as a result of that, the point that I'm trying to get to is just like we see cycles in Bitcoin play out in four years. 
And typically in, in the stock market, we've seen them play out as 10 years or 12 years or something. I think that those cycles could be shortening because people have higher access, which means that the the speed at which they can dump, but then the speed at which they can also pump thereafter is much increased, right? So what would what would take two years in 2007, 2008, maybe now it only takes a year or maybe it only takes nine months. And so I wonder if when you look at those bigger charts, if that is is playing into the equation at all, if what you're seeing is, well, this is really the same as what you see over here, except that you need to spread it out over two candles, because that's what would have happened if you were going to compare apples to apples, because people have big, more access, so people can can trade much much easier, right? The, the the speed at which people can interact is much increased, much increased. I don't know. I, I was just throwing a theory out there. I have no scientific backing to that. I'm just spitballing. No, and I, you know, honestly, like I would agree to a lot of that. We absolutely are seeing accelerated rates of of these moves, even just like the previous uh, twenty twenty. March crash, you know, it was at such an accelerated rate that it recovered in such an accelerated rate. You know, that all happened within the span of six months. We went all the way down. We came all the way back up to the where we started. So I could absolutely see um, that that's happening for sure. Here's my crystal ball prediction, and we can all laugh at me in a year. Okay, fourteen thousand five hundred is going to be the low. Okay, on Bitcoin. That's my that's my prediction. Let's see what happens in a year. I bet I'm completely wrong. You, you realize it's officially going to like 6K? Because when you were saying 25 or 24 might be the low before we fell off the face. And now look. So now you're saying that. Okay, we're going to like 3K. <laughs> I had to call you out. I had to do it. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. None of us expected it to fall off the cliff like this, though. You know, that, that's why I say it. Because it's just like, holy shit, you know? Well, before my 25K, you know, I, I was predicting that it would uh, range between 35 and 55 for like a year. And then Bitcoin was like, no, no, bitch, get down. And yeah, that's just, yeah, it happens, right? You, you, you always, Bitcoin does the unexpected and there's always something new. And you can, you can only do so much crystal balling, right? Which is why I said you were just all going to laugh at whatever my prediction is. Um, yeah, I, I would give the teens a chance to uh, to hold first, but who knows? Could just go down, or the the low could be building right now, and we don't even know it. True. Yeah, I'd like to see what happens over the next two days to see if we do get a reconfirmation, invalidation of the daily. Um, the four hour on its own, you know, may only see ranging as we've seen in the last couple times that we've been at these. Uh, stacked lows. We could be in the same situation as we were at 30 and 28. Um, we may just, all that momentum that we tried to turn bullish here ended up getting rejected, 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 rejected. Tried to break out, invalidated, rejected, invalidated, big push down. If we do the same thing, meaning we're going to stay between 19.9 or 20k and 21.5, probably for the next. I'd say up until the beginning of next month. So the next like seven to 10 days would continue to range in this level um, and then make a decision from there going into potentially starting of second week of July. Yeah, we'll see, you know, um, Independence Day could be bullish or bearish depending on how uh, how things close for the six month. I would imagine that things are going to immediately start looking bearish or turn bearish. Um 
But is that momentum going to stay for the long term? We don't know yet. It could be a very quick and concise uh, play, and then things completely turn up. Because as we know, you know, market makers tend to do the opposite of what the retailers are expecting. And I, I really have a solid belief right now that retail is completely, you know, again, going back to that fear and greed index, we've never spent this much time in these levels of fear and greed. Like we're on month three of being in the 12 or below levels. Usually we we tap into 12 or 10 or eight on the fear and greed. We spend one to two days down here and then we start ripping, you know. Now we've we've consolidated down here for like literally almost three months. Well, I think that goes to the macro environment, right? I don't think Bitcoin is ever. I, I mean, in March 2020, you had that, right? Where you, uh, because of the COVID dump, Bitcoin also dumped, and and you had that kind of um, coupling effect, right? And so similarly, now I, I would think that you we're seeing downside pressure in the stock market that's not something that bitcoin has really had to deal with in a in a prolonged fashion before um i mean you saw it in 2018 right uh stock market was down and bitcoin ultimately that's the time at which it capitulated from 6500 to about 3500 um and so i think this is a, a really good test for bitcoin i think uh to me one of the, the biggest bullish things that i'm seeing also is that um, especially open interest is on a on a value like on a uh, price to price thing. So, for example, when uh, Ethereum was a thousand dollars before, compared to now Ethereum's a thousand dollars. Before Ethereum had like two point eight to three billion open interest. Now it's more like three point seven, three point eight billion open interest. That's a pretty massive increase, and I think it goes in line with the overall greater adoption of crypto. I think it goes into uh, crypto slowly making its way into mainstream and and people getting interested in it, and um, I don't know. I'm 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 bullish. Five years from now, I think we're going to be it, people who are who are in the space now are going to say, "Wow, can you believe a zero got added?" And um, so I want to open this up. What is unless you guys don't want to be a meme, but if you guys do want to be a meme, what is your prediction for a low? Mm. Well, let me. Let me get into this for a second here. Let's see. Jay's probably going to say 69.69. Well, now that you took my answer, I, I can't say it. So let me think of something else here. <laughs> 42.69, bearish. So it's thunder stealing. So are we are we talking about a closed low or are we talking about a wick low? Like the lowest point of this time. Oh, what I was what I was talking about when, when I said like 14.5, I was saying like a uh, a weekly closure low. Okay, so I have two uh, I have two ideas then. The first idea is going to be 9700 potentially depending on when we hit it, maybe closer to 10, a little bit closer to 10 potentially. And if we break through 10, um depending on when we hit it, 2500 or 3000, essentially giving us some sort of double bottom off of the 2019 lows. But again, that's only if we break through the uh, midterm macro support level that's held us up at 3,000 the last time. Yeah, we'll have to see for sure. But I mean, we're holding, you know, right as of right now, as per weekly, until the fibs of the uh, triple confirmation indicator change, you know, this is our last fib level that we're holding right now. And I mean, again, still potential for weekly bullish divergence here to potentially pop up on the weekly 
but so far away from confirmation. We just, we cannot be sure right now. You know, I still think that it's more possible to come up towards 30 or 40 before breaking through this level, just as a, you know, throw everyone for a loop kind of thing. Give them the hope that they, huh, they've been waiting for, get everyone back in the market and then dump it off on their faces. But we'll see. I, I really feel like the retail trader, at least maybe the people who've been more than uh, in the market for more than two years, have really started to understand how these cycles work. They've got harder, you know, better instincts. I was going to say harder balls, <laughs> but just overall, I think they're more solid in how they transpire uh, with their positions. They're not as likely to get completely pushed out as easily. But there's so many factors that we can't prepare for. You know, we've got whales with billions worth of Bitcoin that could just be thrown off at any point. But we'll see. We'll see for sure. You know, you know what I'm predicting? $11,610. Because I truly believe that no matter all of the amount of outrageous TA and everything that everyone that it's going to be as basic as the 618 Fibonacci level from the March 2020 low at 3,800 up to the 69,000 top. If you're using logarithmic scale, of course, like, like I am, but it fits the data perfectly. You see a ton of uh, on the weekly, you see a ton of candle body closes right underneath that exact spot on the 618 level. And maybe that if we just all get thrown for a loop and they're like, damn, that was basic as hell. I can't believe it. You know, it really just went to the 618 and that's it. So, yep, that's how I'm feeling, man. 11,610. That's what I'm going with. 11,610. Interesting. We're going to need to do something like whoever's off by the by the raw dollar amounts, like they, they get pied in the face or something. Okay, well, someone's got, We I guess we're going to. You know, we'll have the podcast to save and uh, refer back to. Is this, uh, is this your final answer, boys? <laughs> Lock me in. Lock me in. Throw I'll walk in at around in 10. Face. And or if we break 10, I'd say 33 to 3,500. I think I need to change mine. Maybe 11,612 or something. Because the thing is, saying that number, you know that Jonas literally just put a giant limit order at 11,611. Just so that way it doesn't hit my number. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's like, huh, that actually makes a lot of sense. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then he's going to be like, I told you I called the bottom. <laughs> I, I think he's he's so smart about laddering and orders. He probably has orders all the way down to a dollar. Right. And why wouldn't you? They're going to some sort of accident or hack or whatever. You know, if you don't have those orders. 1337 is my last one. <laughs> Holy moly. Sheesh. Man, do you guys have any uh, finishing thoughts, any closing ideas, anything you'd like to say before we... I'm good. I think a lot of it rides on uh, the macro environment, especially the next two weeks are going to be telling. How about you, Jay? Uh, I think if you are not active in the Triple Confirmation Discord, if you're not familiar with it, you should definitely check it out. Pretty amazing stuff coming out here. Um, I've heard some amazing uh, results so far and uh, tidbits about the trading bot and how that's working along. They're super exciting, especially when you've been trying you've been updating us about the positions it's in. That's so cool. 
I love hearing uh, the positions it's taking. And also the Pothead World Alpha uh, has been pretty awesome. Lots of changes, you know, testing, testing and whatnot and some pretty cool stuff coming. So if you're not a part of the Triple Confirmation Discord, you uh, are definitely missing out. You're lacking. You gotta, All you have to do is check out TripleConfirmation.com. You'll be able to find the link for that Discord group, get all the information of what we're doing with the bot, with the group, all that jazz. So yes, check out TripleConfirmation.com. And again, as always, we appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen today. Hopefully the rest of the week is good for you. And I know we have holidays coming up this week, this weekend, and I hope everyone's safe, functional, and has themselves a great rest of their day. Take care. Bye-bye.